Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jaron Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Yeah, I mean, I feel confident in my decisions and everything and just trusting my eyes and, and my reads and progressions and everything. Is it perfect? No. I mean, I'm going to say the same thing over and over. Are there mistakes every week? Uh, for me, absolutely. And, and can it be better? For sure. But um, as far as just trusting my decisions and trusting, you know, playing fast, trusting my instincts, um, obviously it's not going to be perfect, but I feel pretty good in a pretty good place mentally when it comes to that. I think I have an idea who that is. Go ahead. You, you know who it is? I think I got my guess. I'm locked in. Uh, he's he's not a Jaguar. You still, you still locked in? No. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Close. <laughs> so it's just making a white guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, uh, Aaron Rod- No. Um. Same game. Carson Wentz. Yeah. That was Carson Wentz? That was Carson Wentz. I guess I don't know. I always figured guys with red hair got it like I don't know, a little more gravel in their voice or something. I guess. No. Dang, that's not like Baker Mayfield to me. Who'd you think it was, Jake Luton? Yeah. Got her, Brent. Get out of here, Brent. Well, he's talking like a rookie, and Get I guess Wentz here, is playing like one. <laughs> uh, he's about to be replaced by one if he keeps this up, though. Jalen Hurts. That'd be interesting to see if they do anything. That was a bad loss for them last week, and. I, I, they, I can't figure them out. I can't I mean, figure you talk about a guy. Vision out. I mean, you talk about Peterson now. Yeah. You talk about a guy who's lost some stock. Yeah. Well, he's still on a Super Bowl, though. I, so, I like, get it. Yeah. I, but how long does it take? Before you forget about that? Yeah. Especially in Philly. It's going to take a long well, uh, Yeah. True. Uh, I hear you, man. And, and, it's, oh, wait, it's weird, and, and by the way, and, and, and to be, I understand the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl. Yes. And it's different. Yes. But Doug Marone... And Tom Coughlin went to the AFC Championship game, something only has been done two other times in franchise history. Sure. And a Super Bowl, man. I get it. Mm-hmm. But Tom Coughlin's been out of here now for more than a year, and Marone's on his way out most likely. Yeah. So that just gives you an idea. And if you want to add another year to that, maybe for Peterson. But it's not like he's done that much. Yeah. I mean, they had a deep run, I think, the, se- the next year. Mm-hmm. Right? They, they had this late push again. In the season, and then they they lost in maybe the second round of the playoffs. I think it was. Then they beat Chicago. Wasn't that on Parky? Wasn't yeah, that the yeah, double yeah. doinker? A, yep. So he got lucky, really. Yeah, but that's yeah. fine. You get credit for being lucky. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know. It's a, you know, Peterson to me has all this like arrogance to him, mm-hmm. and quite. I mean, he's got, supposed to have a hundred and twenty million dollar quarterback. He's supposed to be an offensive guy, Whoa. and he's he, they haven't really done much. I know they've had injuries. I know they've. It had some well, bad breaks along injuries. the way, but everybody does. Yeah, everyone's got injuries. It's just the whole Carson Wentz thing, though, is weird, right? Because when he first came out in the league, I think what was it a second year where he was like MVP worthy until he got hurt? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, they went to the Super Bowl for crying out loud for a reason. Now, keep in mind, Nick Foles came in, but like Wentz was having a, an outstanding year. And it's crazy how we go from that to a few years later. Like, he's just so hit or miss now. It's, it's insane. Yeah, I'm... That's an interesting one. I, I thought, like, I wasn't a huge fan of Peterson, but I also thought he was a very good coach. Yeah. And I was like, hey, this guy gets his, at the most important time, they play. Like, yeah. mid-November to in December, they turn it on. Yeah. And uh, it hasn't been the case. You know, it's just, I mean, is he's a year away. He has yeah. another bad season next season, he's done. That's, sure. that's the moral of the story. 
Like, he's not going to survive in Philly. I don't care, Super Bowl or not. He's mm-hmm. not going to survive through 2021 if they play like this. And by the way, Carson Wentz won't survive either because they'll they'll figure out a way to go get the next guy. But even if they win a division this year, which they probably will. Oh, man. Yeah, does it count? <laughs> you win a division. I don't know. Then you tell me. Uh, well, how about this? Yeah. I'll magnify it to the other way. If they don't win the division, what does it say? It almost counts as two bad losing seasons. Yeah. Because how do you not win a division like this? This division is like the biggest pillow fight in the history of sports. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're in first place right now being 3-5-1. and one. Um, Carson Wentz, you know, like, listen, I think you can make a case for to say he's bad. Or you can say, well, you know what? I mean, he's he's not like he's a good quarterback. It's just you know he's kind of been streaky lately. Like to to me, like there's no other quarterback in the NFL where you can describe him as ah, is he bad or is he good? Because you can go either way with him. Like, is there any other quarterback that you can think of like Carson Wentz where it's like, you know, it's it's like Mayfield. the, the roller- Mayfield. You think <laughs> this game? Yeah, this game has it. Yeah, yeah. No, I think Brent might have saw that um, that story. Oh, no, I didn't see oh, the story. I, was, oh, yeah. I just sent you a link comparing uh, Wentz it. and Mayfield's stats. Oh, I didn't see it. You just I nailed it. Okay. You I put it? it on our Instagram. Where did you send it? Email? I just emailed it to you, yep. You okay. just nailed it, Brent. No, I mean, seriously, the They're like literally so almost equal. Are like really? equal. Yeah. Now, now I'll, let me say this. I think it feels like, feels, I'm not going to look at the numbers yet, but it feels like Wentz is a way better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. In terms of stats, no, just the or, whole the whole um, body of work. Yes. Right. Yes. Well, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And now mm-hmm. th- I'm going to look at been, these stats the now. Are these stats their career stats? Correct. Yeah, they have to be. They're winning losses, 38 yes. games. Okay. But here's the so so one's you got more interceptions. You put it up on Instagram, you said? So I'll read yes. it to you if you're checking it out. Uh, Wentz and Mayfield, basically they have identical records, you know, yeah. close enough. 17, 18, and 1 for Wentz, 18, and 20 for Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Touchdown interception, 60 to, and 26 for Wentz, which, by the way, is not bad at all. No. Right? I no. mean, 2 to 1. Yeah. Uh, 64 to 42 for Mayfield. Yeah. Not, I mean, that's a little worse, obviously. That's 1 and a half to 1. Yeah. So, quite, so that's not really great. Total QBR, 59.2. Total QBR, 56.8. Uh, yards per attempt, 6.8 and 7.3. So they're very identical. I mean, they're very close stats. You know, the QBRs are eh. And, yeah. you know, Mayfield, to his credit, Mayfield the last two years is where you feel like, all right, why aren't you doing more? Mm-hmm. Like now in Cleveland, all they're, talking, they're not even talking about Mayfield anymore. You know, they talk. They talked about Odo Beckham for a while. They talk about Landry. But now they talk about that running attack. Yeah. Like it's all about running the football. I almost feel like Baker Mayfield is Blake Bortles. Mm-hmm. And not, and he's not going to be as bad as a passer as Bortles. It's probably not going to do as bad if you put him on his your own, uh, on his own. Mm-hmm. But it's like you have to have this running game now for Mayfield to be to succeed. Yeah. And and a lot of quarterback franchise quarterbacks aren't like that. Like Joe Burrow doesn't need to have uh, Mixon. Yeah. There to succeed. He's played pretty well anyway. You know, we know what Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson yeah. Wilson hasn't had a running game all year. <laughs> yeah. And look what he's done. So. Um, Mayfield now all of a sudden feels like the guy, if they don't run for 200 yards, the Cleveland Browns might not win. So let me ask you this. If you have the opportunity to take one of these guys, who are you taking? Wentz all day. Wentz all day. Not even, not even without hesitation. And but I agree I with that, you. That here's the crazy part of that. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even hesitate. Yeah. I also feel like he's a better franchise quarterback. Mayfield's too unpredictable for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you look at the numbers, I should not be so quick to answer is my point. 
True. And, and I think across the board, again, if we go to the grocery store, we line people up. Wentz or Mayfield? Wentz, 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 Wentz. Yeah. And then I say, hey, look at this. Mm-hmm. Look at these numbers. Yep. Are you sure about that? Yeah. It's not as locked in as you think it is. And also the injury history, too, with Wentz, right? And and that's a since. And by the way, what are you paying Wentz compared to what you pay in Mayfield? Good point. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty wild. That is a wild comparison. Yeah. And and that's the interesting part. That's kind of what I feel like with Wentz and Peterson. It's like, ah, come on, man. You're just having a little bad few weeks. Just having a bad year. Bad. Yeah. Th- okay, well, it's starting to add up. Like, that's not just like, it's time to get off the schneid. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and. If you're in, I, I can only imagine what Philly talk radio is like. I mean, I, I'm telling you, they'll get, they'll get tired of Peterson quick. Mm-hmm. Wentz will take a little longer, and you got no choice. You're tied with quite a bit of money. Mm-hmm. But I also think Peterson, you can get tired of quickly because he he had this arrogant feel. I don't know if I just feel like that from the outside, or if, or if that's the feeling in Philly about him. But I feel like there was this aura and 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 ego and arrogance to him, almost like a Harbaugh-esque. Well, if you're going to be that guy, then deliver on it. Well, let me ask you this, though. Does, does your, um, you know, your little disdain for Doug Peterson, does it come from the whole Doug Marone thing? I mean, maybe it has a little bit, uh, but I, I, I'm not like a huge, I'm not a huge Doug defender. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know if he was absolutely raw. I don't, I don't think that was very cool of Peterson to do. But I, mean, I think it, it also, kinda, yeah, it was kind of. I also think it showed. It, it wasn't even like they played him. That was the thing about Peterson. But I think that adds to the resume of, of arrogance. Okay. Um, and so maybe I'm a little shaded by that, but I don't think it at all. I think if you listen to Peterson over the years, if you watch him over the years, he's kind of, he's kind of that guy. You know, it comes from the Andy Reid tree, but Andy mm-hmm. Reid doesn't come across like that. No, Peterson to me all. kind of exudes that a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and again, sometimes that's fact or fiction. You know, so that's just a read. We don't know these guys. I'm not around Peterson all the time. Yeah. Might be an unfair read. Yeah. Uh, but, that's kind of the read I get. Is he a guy that you'd ever take a chance on in coaching? Like, would you bring him in Jacksonville? Like, I, up until this year, I've said I think he's a pretty darn good offensive mind. Yeah. I think he's pretty good. And mm-hmm. and again, I think if you look at his first couple of years, they got guys to play well later at the se- at the time of the season when it mattered. Yeah, the underdogs too, man. And so they, mid-November, December, January, that was different kind of football, mm-hmm. and they got them ready to go. Yep. Now, will they get him ready to go now again? I don't know, but he did that for a couple years in a row, 17 and 18. And so I respected that a lot. I just never said, like, if, you, if you're an offensive guy and you have a franchise QB, how does it look so bad on offense? Like, you can have missing parts, but how does it look this bad on offense? Yeah. That's what I don't understand about it. It feels like something's off mm-hmm. uh, with with that whole deal. All right, now, did you see this? Virginia Tech and Pitt are going to play football this weekend. Mm-hmm. And they will have face coverings on the field as well as on the sidelines. Like the players will be. Yep. Um, Uh, Pennsylvania has uh, new safety guidelines. And here's a statement. In in alignment with the recent guidance from state officials regarding the current health climate, Pitt's football team will be appropriately outfitted for Saturday's game with face coverings to use on the field and sideline. This is being communicated to Virginia Tech sports medicine staff as well. So they'll be wearing like a like a mask, like a like a cloth mask, or will they be wearing like those like visor things that the NFL guys like were that the opportunity to wear? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, exception of those individuals remove their mask. Because um, it sounds like it's just gonna be like a cloth thing. It does sound that big because if they just let like Virginia Tech know, then I mean I don't know how you get anything else quick enough yeah. to be able to play the football game. I mean, man. 
That's uh, that's interesting, and I'm curious to see how this works out because uh, I'll be honest, like I have zero problems wearing the mask. I'm happy to do it. But like you know, the only times I really haven't in public is if I'm at like, the YMCA and I'm doing sprints on the treadmill. There's there's no way. Like it's just it, it's not going to happen, man. It, it's it's hard to breathe. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know how this is going to turn out. Where you got guys playing the game of football where it's physically taxing and you have their face being covered. Obviously, it's going to make breathing a little harder. I'm curious to see what this is going to look like. Yeah, I, I you know what? Early on, I was like, yeah, whatever. I mean, come on, I can. You can deal with the mask stuff. Mm-hmm. If you have to put it on, you'll get used to it. I think some guys have tried to play in practices yeah. and even in games. And in baseball, we saw it. Yep. Uh, and some guys work all the time. And yeah. Okay, but, I mean, again, you're standing around a lot in baseball. Mm-hmm. I think it would be really hard to play football and with yeah. with a face covering on. Now, but to be fair, I Richard really Sherman used to do it all the time. Remember you were, were like the Ooh. Richard Sherman? He'd put like the, the full face. Like, it wasn't a mask. Oh, yeah, like COVID, almost like the like cold the, mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, he used to always do that and like, have his mouth covered up. But, man, I just think if you're in the trenches and things like that, that's so hard. I think so. I think it's pretty hard, too. Yeah. Uh, Florida Gators, any trouble with Vanderbilt this week? Come on. <laughs> with what? Are they doing like a Jeopardy competition, too? <laughs> trouble with what, Brent? No, I think they're going to be okay. Yeah, I'm not worried about Vanderbilt. Uh, the If this was a baseball game, it would be a hell of a matchup. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, it really would. Yeah, no, Vanderbilt's always good at baseball. You know, I'm just checking something out. Out like the recruiting rankings, Vanderbilt I think is number one okay. in the recruiting rankings, and Florida's like top five again. Has Vandy always been pretty storied in baseball? Pretty darn good, yeah, really? for a long time. Huh. Um, so like I don't know how far it goes back, but it, yeah. it's now been quite a while, like okay. long enough to be always a staple of of uh, success. Yeah, and I mean some of the top recruits, you know, we're obviously you keep an eye on that stuff and. Uh, I mean, you look at some of the top recruits, some of the top draft picks are all yeah. coming out of Vanderbilt. It's, a, it's amazing. Really good it's amazing. Pitchers, right? Usually a lot of yeah. pitchers. I mean, David Price came from there, yeah, but yeah. I mean, you got all players. I mean, Austin Martin was a top five pick from yep. Jacksonville. He played up there. So I think uh, I, I was looking at it the other day. I was like, man, they're number one in how many teams are like that? Like some schools are basketball schools and some schools are football schools. Yeah. But if you break away from like, the Ivy League schools, right? Mm-hmm. How many schools are like these brilliant, smart schools, right? Like yeah. Vanderbilt's known for being, you got to be smart. Of course. To yeah, get in. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's be honest. Florida now, you have to be pretty smart to get into Florida. Yeah. You, if you're going to get in. There's so much competition. Mm-hmm. But Florida still, like people don't say Florida Gators and they think like Ivy League yeah. kind of, or 1,400 SATs. Yeah. I, sorry, Florida, but people don't think of that. I remember. Like I, it is that way now, but they don't think of that. I was watching a Vanderbilt game like a couple of years ago, and they were saying at the time the acceptance, <laughs> excuse me, the acceptance rate to get in to Vanderbilt was like, I want to say eight percent. So like it's that insane to even get into Vanderbilt. Like it's like that prestigious. So my point being, it's hard to come up with many schools that outside of football or basketball are kind of in the Vanderbilt mold. Yeah, S- super. Tough to get into. Yep. But maybe the best program in the country. Like, arguably the best program in the country in baseball. Yeah. Like, Stanford used to be this way. In baseball, they would, it, before, they got good in football and basketball. But before that, they were really good at sports like swimming mm-hmm. and, and baseball was one of the sports. Like, they were, when I was growing up, like, I wanted to go to Stanford. Yeah. Like, Stanford was awesome in baseball. Yep. And it's also, you knew that it was hard to get into. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like Vanderbilt's like that. Now, like you could say Duke, right? Duke's got a good baseball program. Yeah. Duke's actually at times had a decent little football program. It's not like a, a, a powerhouse football, mm-hmm. but obviously they're basketball. a powerhouse basketball program. Sure. And they're, they're tough to get into. So there is the Duke. But about, I just think it's an odd mix at Vanderbilt. It's like yeah. nobody. Foot, and by the way, in the other sports, they stink. No, for sure. Like once in a while, they're okay in basketball. Yeah. But most of the time, they stink in, in football and basketball. What about like John Hopkins and lacrosse? That'd be a good one. Yeah. It, it really, John Hopkins is probably along the lines of Vanderbilt and baseball. Yeah. The problem there is like they don't even have football and basketball. I mean, they might have basketball, but yeah, they don't they, have they, football. We haven't heard of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So like it's such a specialty school in that sense. It's mm-hmm. like. Uh, and this wouldn't fit the bill, but it's like, has anybody ever heard of Dallas Baptist? Unless you follow college baseball, you've never heard of it. Well, they're one of the best programs in baseball because they're so good in baseball. Like, But I don't even know where they are, and I don't even know what other sports they play. Well, they're obviously in Dallas, Brent. I, yeah, hope. I know. Yeah. But like, you don't even you know their mascot's name. Yeah, yeah. You don't know anything because that's the only sport like you know them for. Mm-hmm. And so I think, feel like John Hopkins is a lot like that mm-hmm. in the sense that like, you know like they're good in they're good at uh, lacrosse. Mm. Uh, so Vanderbilt, I was just thinking of it the other day. I was like, my gosh, I mean, it's such a prestigious school. Yeah. They are so bad. Like the doormat of, like they they almost shouldn't play in the SEC. Yeah. Listen, I, I've said it before on the show. The the best college game day sign that I've ever that I've ever seen in my entire life. For some reason, they're at Vanderbilt, and someone had a sign in the crowd that said, "You guys are blocking the library." <laughs> it was <laughs> mwah, chef's kiss. Just so simple, but just, you know, it gets the point across what Vanderbilt's all about. Yeah. Um, so you don't think any, you don't think a hit, because of that, like, you know, Vanderbilt's not good. Florida's yeah. been clicking on all cylinders. All the talks about Heisman Trophy, how many points you're scoring, national championship is now in play, Final Four's in play. Can you beat Alabama? You already know you're going to Atlanta. Get your hotel rooms if you're going to the game, if they yeah. don't even allow it. But all that stuff is already taking place. Yeah. You don't think exactly. there's a sniff of, hey, Look out, because Vanderbilt has played Florida tough in the past, but not with this kind of team. Not a sniff, not even a whiff. No, I, I, there's not any part of me that is worried about the Florida Gators losing to Vanderbilt. All right. Uh, I, don't, I mean, what's the, what, what's the spread in that game? I don't even know what it is. I assume it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, I didn't even look either. I'll check it out quick. I got you, man. More? How about this? Oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. Just came up with it. Okay. Okay. The Donato's Pizza is fueling my brain right now. Man, it's fueling my stomach because I ate way too much. And I'm More likely groggy. upset. Okay. Vandy over Florida. Which, by the way, <laughs> 31 and a half point. Oh, this is perfect then. Okay, 31 and a half for Florida. Or FSU over Clemson. I thought you were going to say Jacksonville, Seattle. Uh, Jacksonville, Pittsburgh. Um,. You can throw the Jags oh. in there if you want, but they're not 30-point dogs. No. 35-point dogs, by the way, at home for Florida State. So. 35. <laughs> like, if the article wasn't enough, Vegas had to go rub it in. Yeah. So you're asking me which one is more likely to be an upset? That's what I'm asking. I, <laughs> I got to go with Vanderbilt. Then. I'm buying you a $500 money line ticket. Okay. Okay? Yep. Five hundred bucks, which Coos, you can do the, the it's plus whatever. Okay. But you're gonna win probably on a five hundred dollar. Well, if it was money Coos, line. you would be like, all right, they, they, they can't score more than ten points this game. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. So I'm giving you a five hundred dollar money line ticket. Yeah. I'm buying it for you. Yeah. Which one are you placing it on? Vanderbilt to beat Florida 
Florida State to beat Clemson. I'm I'm going Vanderbilt to beat Florida all day and twice on Saturday. Wow. Just because Trevor Lawrence is coming back. Um I think that Florida State, listen, Florida State hasn't shown us they can beat really anybody besides UNC and how good are they really, we don't even know. I just feel like Clemson is is ticked off a little bit coming off that Notre Dame game. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is back, so uh, yeah, there's there's no way Florida State can beat Clemson. Now I'm not saying that Vanderbilt can beat Florida either, but I just think there's a better shot. Uh, if there's like a a two percent chance, it's going to Vanderbilt versus Florida. All right. What do you think? Like I mean, can you foresee no, like, I, I, Trevor Lawrence coming back and all of a sudden it's like I I would what? say I would put my ticket on Florida State. Really? Yeah. Explain, please. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> real hard hitting betting from well, here's Martin. I'll, I'll give I'll give you here's a here's the example. It's not about the thing that catch me about Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt probably has more fight in him right now. Being honest, yeah. But Florida State still has some talented players. They have way more talented players than Vanderbilt. Way more. Yeah, they just do. And even Jordan Travis has shown a capability of being able to do some things. Uh, I think this is more about the favorites, though. Florida is playing maybe the best football out of anybody in the country. Mm. And they're definitely playing better than Clemson has the last couple of weeks. And I understand that Lawrence has been out. But it's not yeah, like the quarterback's do. thrown for 120 yards in those those games. Quarterbacks play pretty darn good football. Yeah. Or, mm. So it hasn't been like a crazy eyesore. Clemson has been ripe for upsets in the past, too. You know, Clemson is, you know, that Syracuse game yeah. a couple years ago. Uh, so and they, they've. They've flirted with some. Um, listen, this isn't going to be. I, I'm not. I'm not calling. This wasn't. This isn't a question. A call for an upset. Put it down. But they're both thirty plus point underdogs. Vanderbilt and Florida State. And 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 the big tell here. The reason for this question is, holy cow, Florida State. I just put you in the same breath as Vanderbilt. Yeah. I mean, who do you think wins that game? Vanderbilt football right now. Who do you think wins that game? If Vanderbilt wants to play Florida State, the funny you thing, you ask me that, then I say Vanderbilt. Really? Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. yeah. And I think because they've won a game it this season. Yeah, I still yeah. say them. Okay. Just because I, I wouldn't, I don't. It took until like mid third quarter to beat, to start beating Samford, man. I know. For Florida State. I hear. You. And but, I know but, they they had they the one great UNC? game against UNC, yeah. but I was a little bit. It's proven to be lightning in a bottle mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, I would pick Vanderbilt to beat Florida State probably. Wow. So okay, I don't think I'd put my house on it, but I think I would. I well, would. I don't think you'd do that, and I don't think anybody actually watch that game. So maybe it's a bowl game. Maybe <laughs> it's gonna be a bowl game. Could be. You never know. Um, we already talked Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and I still think like do I? I really do think UCF game might be the game of the day. What's interesting, we didn't say this, and we we're doing our picks. But if UCF has a chance to be the top ten team, yeah, UCF has been that team. They've, they've been the team that with the the target on their back. Yeah, and now they are the team going to chase the Cincinnati team, uh, and has a chance in the bounce house to get another like it's not Auburn's signature win. Yeah, but it's a signature win over a top ten team. I mean, Cincinnati's playing that well right now. Listen, and UCF can easily win this game. But let's let's assume right now that Cincinnati wins the game, right? Um, let's assume that their defense shows up and the, and they stop UCF. Um, the road that's less left for Cincinnati, it's pretty easy. I think they got to play Tulsa, which is, I mean, Tulsa's a top 25 team. And Tulsa's been up and down. Yeah. 
But do you think that Cincinnati would deserve to go to the college football playoff? Uh, yeah, it's a good call. Um, it depends who else we'd be leaving out. Okay. So you're going to ask me, like, if Florida loses to Texas A&M and Alabama, mm-hmm. as good as they've looked, do I think Cincinnati should go undefeated instead of Florida? If Texas A&M only loses one game, but it's to Alabama, yeah. I think you could do a similar kind of circumstance in, like, the Big Ten. Yeah. Like, if Indiana were to lose but not get in the Big Ten title game, but it's their only blemish. Yeah. I think there's that's a hard thing to say yes to. Uh, uh, I guess. Why do you? And listen, I mean, I'm a big listen, advocate the for the underdog. Yeah. I'm a big advocate for, for like the group of five trying to get a spot at the I'm table. I'm just saying, the way Cincinnati's played this year, if you go back and check all their scores or anything like that, like they've been winning pretty decisively. Yeah. Um, I, I think if there's any argument to have an extended playoff, this is the year to do it, obviously, right? Because we talked about this in our, our on the text message, too, but with like, a team like BYU with yeah. Zach Wilson. Like, like, don't they've you, played nobody. Don't, they, they have, but don't you want to see that guy showcased on the biggest stage? Yeah. Listen, this could be a nice win in Orlando for them. This would be one of their marquee wins. But yeah. you're right. They have blown everybody out. They've won well, by 35, 14, 21, yeah. 29, 39, 28, uh, 38. And they have Temple Tulsa after this. Uh, it's really hard. They won't get in. You I so. guarantee you they won't wow. get in. If if UCF never got close to sniffing in, wow, these guys aren't getting in. No chance. Okay. That's my thought on that. Yeah. More to come Shun on ESPN 690. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I've seen it before. Yeah. We'll be back on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. Uh, then I said... Still looking for his fourth career sack. Austin Lane. I'm spending pretty much every single day with somebody for pretty much two years now that you know somebody. And they surprise you. <laughs> I sit here before you right now, and I am surprised. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I mean, he's thrown a little bit more with just to keep increasing it, you know what I'm saying, each day. And then, you know, I, I think next week comes and, you know, we just see where he's at. He's not, you know, 100% why he's listed as questionable, you know, 50-50. So, um, you know, I would probably have... A, uh, an issue putting him in now unless it was just to go in there and you know hand the ball off or maybe a couple of throws but right now he's, it's, it's not 100 percent doug marone <laughs> very good yes nope i'm back close <laughs> very good hey a shout out if you're watching the video feeds so you can see the box facebook youtube twitter and twitch to donato's pizza Dropping off some pizza today. Yeah. Got to tell you guys, I got to educate you guys on how good Donato's pizza is. Mm-hmm. And bam, there you go. You loved it, didn't you? Well, yeah, as me and Coos are slowly starting to fall asleep now because we ate way, way, way too much pizza. <laughs> I need a conversion rate. Like one square of Donato's pizza equals how much of an of a common like a slice. slice. I so enjoy that I can man. pace no. myself. See, I enjoy it because I feel better. I mean, I don't feel better right now because I was going to eat way too fast and I ate way too much. But with that being said, I feel better because it's like I probably had <clears throat> 10 slices or so. And, yeah. like, you know, it's, it's, I don't feel like the worst because of that. It's kind of like when you go to Crystals and you eat, like, yeah. 20 hamburgers or 20 of those Crystal burgers. Or it's eat, like, like, mini Reese's. Like, you're exactly. like, well, I only had 15. Yeah, they're only mini Reese's. It's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, it's only flat crust or, you know, th- th- thin crust pizza. It'll be all right. I like the conversion rate. Yeah. What does a square, like a, a 
It is a well rectangle, really. They're yeah. mostly rectangles. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. How many rectangles equal a slice? Yeah. yeah I think it's probably awesome, like three or four. I'm doing it right now on Twitter. In, in terms of calorie intake, yeah. And, like, and then, like, how many, like, White Castle burgers would equal, or Crystal burgers would equal, like, a regular quarter pounder? You ever been to White Castle? Yeah. <laughs> What'd you think? And I'll keep in mind, they get, they get sponsored the show one day, so it'd be nice. <laughs> They're coming but, to Florida, I think. Are they really? Oh, it's gonna get Skim sponsoring the show. So overrated. So overrated. They, they made three movies about that place, and it was so overrated. <laughs> I'll never forget when I was in college. Are like, there I, movies about In-N-Out Burger at all? Uh, yeah, man, the Big Lebowski. Oh, yeah. Those are some good burgers, Walter. Yeah, absolutely. But no, uh, went to White Castle when I was in college. First time I went, I got food poisoning. Uh, and then the second time I went, just, no, I'm, I'm all good. Well, don't worry. There won't be, obviously, advertising here. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. we just locked that up. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> I'm being honest. Well, you think, you think we get White Castle and be like, oh, gosh, no. I got sick last time, I, or the first time I ate there. The very, very first time I went to White Castle. Got sick. Uh, Donato's Pizza never felt better. No, no you're not lying, man. <laughs> there, I mean, listen, everything's digested the way it's supposed to be, I feel like, and I'm going to take a giant nap when I get home. Wife's going to be super impressed about that, but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Donato's Pizza presents Florida State football tomorrow against Clemson. You can hear it right here on ESPN 690. We do appreciate the folks from Donato's dropping off uh, some pizza today. Fill the belly up. Fill your belly up, uh, beaches, Beach Boulevard, uh, by the beach, by Jack's Beach. Uh, their only location for now here in Northeast Florida. If you haven't tried it out, check out uh, Donato's Pizza. All right, a few things to hit before we end the show. One thing I didn't get to yesterday, I want to ask you. Uh, Robinson Cano, did you see that? Yeah. Uh, where he got positive. dinged. And $24 million now he's going to forfeit next year because he's suspended for the year. Mm. Does it surprise you when we see a guy still busted for steroids? Or 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 PEDs yeah, or you know whatever it is, just because baseball went through that for so long, does it almost surprise you that once in a while? And but he's not the. I mean, we might get a handful of guys a year mm-hmm. that get that get busted, but he's been busted before, so now he has to sit out the whole year. The penalties are so severe. Yeah, I mean it's so, but it's so vintage of him, right? It's so retro. Like no one's who's taking steroids these days. That that's like a '90s thing. What are you thinking? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm very surprised, especially with. You know, obviously with social media these days and news spreading fast, I mean, listen, man, you, you probably ruined your entire career now because of this whole ordeal. So why you do steroids willingly or knowingly, I have no idea. Here's the thing. I got in this conversation. Robinson Cano, what I thought was kind of weird, I tweeted this out. Like, I get it back in the day when, who's the guy? Uh... I don't want to. I don't want to slander anybody. Okay. But I'm pretty sure, like, didn't it? Like, was Brett Boone connected? Second baseman when he was playing with Seattle. Yeah. Because during that era, I think he was like an example. Well, let's just go with Brady Anderson. Fine. All right. Okay. Um, as we know, he was connected. Yeah. So, when guys like that, when they started to see other people doing this all the time, mm-hmm. and the balls flying out of the park, what? A, the defense mechanism for these guys, and this is why I probably don't lambaste them as I as much as I did, because if you put them yourself in their position, you might do the same. Yeah. When they see every other guy in that locker room and across the league doing these things to get an advantage, well, now you're falling behind. 
And when you fall behind, that means you're out of the league. And when you're out of the league, you lose big-time dollars. So, yeah, you can sit here and be the all-righteous guy and say, I can't believe they did that. Well, you know what? If everybody was doing it because it got you to make $25 million and make your career from a dollar standpoint, I can see why people fell into that trap of doing it. Like the second baseman started doing it because you had to hit 20-something home runs. Mm -hmm. You never had to hit any home runs as a second baseman. It didn't matter. Brady Anderson all of a sudden, bam, he's hitting 50 home runs. Well, he told on himself. Mm -hmm. But – that made a lot of people money. Like Ryan Braun, right? Of course. Made a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, it's probably one of the nice rebound stories from the steroid oh, suspension. Dude, I mean, especially the way he went about it. It was like Lance Armstrong, where it's like, I, I would never do that. Yeah. Like, he kind of, like, you know, reassured everybody that, like, no, I don't do steroids. Then he got busted. He might be the best rebound comeback story from the steroid stuff in, in, the, in the game. He yeah. still played like seven or eight more years and played pretty well. Oh, he's still playing well. He's playing at a pretty high level. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I don't I don't know when he got dinged for it. It wasn't like with that group of guys in the late 90s, early no, 2000s. No, 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 but no. But he got dinged pretty good for it. Was after winning that NL uh, MVP, I think it was. too. So. Yeah, so yeah. Everybody, and, and he's played pretty good ball since. Absolutely. So it wasn't just the steroids. Correct. But I could see why they did it. So I tweeted out. I was like, listen, if Robinson Cano's 24 years old and everybody's doing it, I can get it. Yeah. What I didn't get is why now, dude, you're going to get paid twenty four million dollars. Don't don't risk twenty four million dollars. And I thought somebody brought up a good point. I'm sorry. I can't remember who. But some of the folks on social media said, hey, he's, he's trying to get to the Hall of Fame. Like he's got he's like 400 hits away from three thousand or whatever the number is. And yeah. he's trying. I was like, yeah, I guess I didn't realize that. But my goodness, I can see the motivation being twenty four million. Yeah. The motivation to cheat to get to Cooperstown. That makes it worse, in my opinion, right? So, like, I don't. So, you're telling me, like, I'm cheating so I can get to Cooperstown? Well, well, <laughs> we're well, already debating whether cheaters should be in Cooperstown. No, I, I hear you, man. But at the end of the day, whether you're cheating to get more money, you're cheating for longevity, or you're cheating to get to Cooperstown, you're still cheating. You know, like, I don't, I don't need to list off like where every excuse ranks in terms of. Why you're why you shouldn't do steroids? You know, I mean, and we've had this conversation before, um, you know, about steroids even yeah. in the NFL. And, and like, listen, even back when I, I think it's different now in terms of how they um, attack drug testing in terms of P, PEDs. But like back when I played, you could you could take PEDs and you'd have been fine. All right, and, and I know there was uh, there was a bunch of guys in, in the league um, that you know took steroids and then we got busted for it. But like I just I just and whatever you can call me a goody goody if you want you can say that that I'm foolish and you know what I probably would have had a longer career if I did take steroids I just I just couldn't do it I just couldn't because I knew one day I was gonna have a son and if I ever got busted I have to explain to him what happened just I didn't want to go down that road let's just say and thankfully I didn't have to go down that road I haven't I've never touched anything illegal so uh, I should say peed no I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> no I've never touched anything illegal um, you know with Robinson Cano. Yeah, he he's definitely a minority here because like nobody else I feel like is doing it in the in the MLB still. Like you you'd be an idiot to do well, it's it. It's not these rampant. Days. I mean, it's no, not, to say nobody's like, doing it is not right. But I guess, but like why why risk it now? You know, and, and that's the thing. Like I get it. Like you said, like he wants to go to the Hall of Fame. Okay, man. If if it's more of a confidence thing where like you need that edge, okay, I guess, but I mean, if you're going to go to the Hall of Fame and you're destined to go to the Hall of Fame, then it it'll be so. Just keep doing what you've been doing. And hopefully, I've been doing steroids like your entire yeah, career. Maybe he has. Hey, who he's knows? Got, yeah. You know, twice now he's got caught. So yeah. I, I, 
But here's the thing for me. You can sh- shove, throw numbers at me if you want. Yeah. I'm an, I'm an eye and ear test guy when it comes to Cooperstown. And then I'll, I'll change my view if, if you give me a good compelling argument based on numbers and everything else. Yeah. If you tell me Robinson Cano, I don't say Hall of Famer. Yeah. I don't. So, it, so now if you say, well, he has, if he gets to 3,000 hits, he's a Hall of Famer. Well, all right. Show me the history of it. Yeah. Maybe you're right. But now that he's been caught cheating a couple times. Yeah. I, I kind of do feel like, see, I, my view on this is I feel like Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds belong in the Hall of Fame. Of course. We've been over this. I believe I they would have been the Hall of Fame if they never put anything in their body at all. Mm-hmm. I believe they already were by the time they started putting stuff in their body to the degree they did and their body started changing and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So they were on their – they are hall, they are two of the greats of all time. I don't put Robinson Cano in that category. Yeah, And Robinson Cano to me is like a, a great example of a fringe guy that would have benefited from steroids to get to Cooperstown. Yeah, And so – like I don't think he's he should even I don't think he's going to be at Cooperstown I don't think he should be now I think this hurts him to me this should hurt him more than it hurts a guy like Bonds or Clemens yeah and again you you know my view on this if you've listened to me enough Pete Rose Roger Clemens Barry Bonds belong in the Hall of Fame like of it's it's ridiculous they're not going to get in and it's ridiculous they're not going to get in uh, and and I'll go. Pound the podium for him, yeah. and I don't even like either guy probably, but I, I, they 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 need to be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Do you believe like the guy with I think uh, Clemens is the guy with the most Cy Young awards, and Bonds the guy with the most home runs? And yeah. I don't acknowledge that personally yeah. that he's got the most home runs. Well, but you yeah. have a Hall of Fame for a sport that doesn't have either one of those guys in. Well, and, and they're and not going in. They're not going to get in. I, I mean, I hope you're wrong. I'll be honest with that. Um, maybe you're not. But like, and we we kind of talked about this a little bit. Like the Hall of Fame, though. Like I don't need the Hall of Fame, the Hall of Fame to be all prestigious and and like cookie cutter. Yeah, I don't well, need. All I need the Hall of Fame to be is that one day. Well, I could take my son to Cooperstown. I can be like, hey, check this guy out right Absolutely. here. Like, I, I grew up watching this guy, and this guy changed the, the game of baseball. And he forever. was a jerk, and he was a cheater. Yeah. But he was damn good. Yeah. And like, I mean, I tell him that. I'm just like, hey, this Barry Bonds guy right here, like, I remember being a kid watching him hit, you know, what he hit. And it was insane. Like, the, the whole intentional walking thing. Like, teams would intentionally walk the guy because they want him in a home run. Like, how crazy is that? Like, I want to have those conversations with my son. And. If you don't let those guys get in, I can't. So it, it, it sucks, and I think you're doing the whole game a disservice by not having him in there. Let me ask you this question. You mentioned Pete Rose, and I, I agree with you, too. I think Pete Rose should be in as well. If you were to be more lenient um, in terms of letting somebody in, would it be for the cheating or, uh, or would it be for the betting or mm. what it would it be for the steroids and <laughs> the, the PA, PA, you know, PEDs? That's a good call. Yeah. Uh, I think at face value – I think the argument to that to me would be the steroid guys because mm. I just kind of gave you the argument. Yeah. I think the reason why guys took steroids because everybody was doing it Okay. and and to, to keep up with the Jones. It's like if everybody's taking creatine in high school yeah. and everybody's wrestling, but everybody's taking creatine, what are you going to do? You're going to take – like that was a big thing when I was in high school. Creatine? All the wrestlers oh, yeah. took creatine, right? Oh, for real? Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, is that well, – it's not like illegal. Oh, no, it's not illegal, but if you don't drink a lot of water with it, you can have like some well, serious I, problems. Who knows? Maybe they've had problems. But, well, that's what, yeah, that's what I'm was, I remember a lot of the wrestlers were doing that. Sure. Right? Yeah. And so I was like – Okay, but everybody's doing it because everybody's doing it. Correct. And it, it doesn't, I don't know if it was right. Like, that's not illegal, so it's fine. No, it's not. But my point being, like, not everybody's gamb- betting on the sport. Yeah. So I think at the face value part of this, even though I, I'm a big believer that Pete Rose belongs to the Hall of Fame, 
I think if you compare it to what those guys did, the steroid era, I would make the case that everybody was doing it. And I will also make the case that Major League Baseball knew it. Major League Baseball didn't turn the eye on Pete Rose, I don't think. They might have, but I don't believe they did. They turned the the cheek on everybody who cheated in the steroid era. They knew exactly what was going on, and they turned their cheek to it because the ratings were great. Chicks dig the long ball. Baseball was coming back. Yeah. And then they put all the blame afterwards on all the players who took See, the steroids after they allowed it to happen, in my opinion. But Pete Rose never cheated. Like, he, he what, he he bet his team to win games? Like, I don't give a bet against his team, right? Has, has that ever been dispute, like proven? Right? He has, he never There's bet. a whole bunch of back and forth. With, yeah. Listen, I believe he firmly believes it, it belongs in the Hall of Fame because, because he he didn't cheat to get the 4,004 whatever oh. hits, right? Yeah. And, and so... I just think if you're making the case of what you ask, yeah. betting on the game and maybe betting against yourself or on yourself, throwing all that stuff, yeah. the integrity of that versus the integrity of everybody cheating and in, in doing steroids, yeah. I think, I mean, yes, they cheated the game. Yes, they skewed the numbers. But my point being is everybody knew about it at the time. Nobody did anything about it. Yeah, no, I, I understand that, man. But at the end of the day, and I get it's different sports, but like in boxing or in MMA, you can put money on yourself to, to win a fight. Yeah, you can. You know, hey, and horse racing, you the can bet on yourself. Go to the window and yeah, bet on you. You can bet on yourself, right? Obviously, if you take steroids, you'd be looked at like, dude, that's not cool. Now, yeah. once again, it's a different sport, so it's it's hard to compare those two. But I'm just saying, Pete that's Rose never cheated. You know, like he he never cheated. Like he he bet on himself more than likely, and that is what it is. That's so. a good argument too. Yeah, it's a it's a good argument. Uh, yeah. This kind of the give me one thing part of the show, and I just kind of did uh, on the on the Robinson Cano stuff. So uh, speaking of MMA, yeah, uh, we didn't get to it yesterday, but yeah, McGregor what, and, yeah. and what else going on this weekend? But McGregor Dustin coming Poirier. back yeah. January. Yeah, how big a fight will that be? D- Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor. This is a rematch. Yeah, this is a this is a big fight for a couple reasons because there's going to be title implications after now that the Khabib's gone more than likely. So there's going to be a title on the line after it. But to me, it kind of comes full circle because. The Dustin Poirier Conor McGregor fight number one, it put Conor McGregor on the map. All right, and since that fight, when Conor McGregor knocked Dustin Poirier out, Poirier like, had to rebound, reinvent himself, and now he's the brilliant fighter that he is today. So there's a lot on the line. Um, I'm sure you're gonna see guys that don't probably still don't like each other because Dustin Poirier was very adamant saying he didn't like Conor McGregor when he fought him the first time. That's not gonna change. Uh, it should be a great fight. So we're not surprised at all. McGregor's back. Uh, you know what, man? Listen, the guy's probably a billionaire with his whiskey company, so he doesn't have to fight. But you know, you know how fighters are, man. Like, it, it, you have to keep on chasing that next one, chasing that next one. So I'm not surprised Conor McGregor's back. It's amazing how much the boxers come back for because of the money. Yeah, but the MMA guys don't, right? I mean, McGregor's still going to roll in the dough on this yeah. fight, though, right? Uh, oh, he's. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, yeah he's going to make a lot of money. Uh, then speaking of that, too, we got Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. Not this weekend, but next weekend. So we'll talk about that a little bit, too. Yeah, baby. Yeah. All right. Uh, Monday and Tuesday will be around next week before yep. the holiday breaks a little bit. So we got a lot to jam into the next uh, couple of shows on Monday and Tuesday. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. Uh, we will have, obviously, a lot of Jags talk coming off the, the weekend against the Steelers. FSU football on ESPN 690 tomorrow at noon. And coming up tonight, it's the Blitz scoreboard show at 9 o'clock, 9 to 10 o'clock, the playoffs. We'll check in with some action and also scores. And the Friday Night Blitz at 1030 on Fox 30. Coming up, live local loud on ESPN 690 for Coos in Austin Lane. I'm Brent Martin. No, have a good night. We'll see you on TV a little bit later tonight.